We are continuing film festival week with South by, and that's what the hip kids call South by Southwest. I was so excited to do this interview because I am a huge X-Ray Specs fan. They're one of my all-time favorite punk bands. The movie is about polystyrene. The movie was written and directed by her daughter, Celeste Bell, who is amazing to talk to. Just, it was such a cool experience for me to get to see this. I'm just really excited to share this with you guys because it's one of my all-time favorite bands, one of my all-time favorite women, such a badass. Let's join the conversation with Polystyrene's daughter, Celeste Bell, for the movie I'm a Cliche. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Hi, Celeste. Are you in England? No, I'm in Spain, in Barcelona. Okay, well, yeah, we can all do South by Southwest without having to go to Austin this year. I kind of like it. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would love to go to Austin because I've never been, but maybe one day. So I was, I just want to say, like, I love this movie. I've been reading about it for so long, and I was so glad to see it. I related so much to it. My dad was also a musician. And it was also weird when he died because he became kind of deified to all of his friends, you know? And it's like, yeah. all of a sudden this person, you know, I'm watching the movie and this person who's just your mom is all of a sudden like this icon that yeah. you have to deal with. Has that been hard? Yeah, it was definitely hard, especially, you know, when, when my mom passed away and sort of that immediate period um, was a bit like a sort of culture shock, I guess, because it was just a total totally different experience really to what I'd had before um and yeah I mean it's obviously gotten easier as time has gone on and I'm you know much more more used to used to it um but yeah it was it was a, a transition transitionary period how what did, what made you decide to to make the movie to make I'm a cliche um, originally, we started on a book. Um, so it was, I was a co-writer of a book called Day Glow that came out a couple of years ago, um, co-written with Zoe Howe. And um, so that idea sort of started basically from my mum's diary entries that she wrote retrospectively in the early 2000s. Um, and she gave it a title, Diary of the 70s. Um, and she had never got to publish it. So I wanted to publish the diary entries together with her artwork, her, her visual art um, as a coffee table kind of book. And it kind of developed into a more of a biography, but still with that art book um, sort of element. And, um, and then very shortly after starting on the book, Zoe introduced me to Paul Sung, who's the co-director of I'm a Cliche. And um, he was keen to make a film about um, my mum. And we were already working on the book. So both um, projects basically were happening at the same time. Um, so that the film and the book are really complementary. Yeah, that's the, you're reading, is that the book that you're reading in the film? Yes, it is. Okay, because I kept looking at it, I'm like, I want that book, where's the book? <laughs> no, it did, it looked, per and it looked perfect the way you were going through it, and like, the way, like, the walls were white, like, everything about that looked really cool. Yeah, yeah, so we did that, we did that in the studio, um, and, uh, yeah, we, I wanted to incorporate the, the book into, into the film, because the book was sort of the beginning of the journey, really, so it was, I thought it would be cool to to include that 
element as well in the film. What's it, what was it like having to, or telling someone's story who is a cultural icon, yet they're also your mom? You know, <laughs> like, you have to wear different hats to do that basically? Definitely. Um, you know, I was, I had to wear many different hats actually making, making this film, um, you know, from being the interviewer, for example, so interviewing people that knew my mum, but also interviewing people that I knew already, like my family members, you know, that was quite a strange, but cool experience, you know, um, interviewing them. Um, and and then the other hat I had to put on is, is you know, writing about my personal experiences with my mum, but also writing objectively, you know, with some distance there. So yeah, it was definitely uh, challenging, but really fun and interesting to do. Was it your idea to personally go to all the places that you were talking about? Cause you got to like, like the walking through Times Square. It's like, I just really got into the aesthetic of the movie because I was like, I was everywhere that you were talking about. Clearly, yeah. How did you come up with that idea? I thought that was awesome. So Paul, Paul, uh, the co-director, he had the original idea of he wanted to shoot all the locations um, and he wanted to do sort of tracking shots in, in sort of key locations important in my my mum's story and my story. And um, but it developed um, from that idea to to having me present in those spaces. And the reason why we, we kind of decided that would be the best approach was because you were hearing my voice throughout. Um, but it was it just made it felt not more natural to actually see me in the space rather than just hear my voice, even though we don't have any talking heads. So in the end, it's just me that you see throughout the film. I'm the only other person really that you see apart from my mum, but my mum you see through archive um, and, and photos. So in the present day, I'm the only person that you see, but that kind of, um, it, it ended up working working well. So we went with that. I really liked, yeah, I liked that about the movie. It made it less distracting and, and you're less like going, oh, what's Kathleen Hanna wearing? You know, yeah. she has an interesting t-shirt on. Or, you know, and also the woman who reads the diary, I really felt like I was listening, you know, to your mom talk. It was, it yeah. was just really cool. Yeah, so we were, really, we were really lucky to get Ruth Negger um, reading my mom's diary entries. And, um, you know, she's an actress. She's a, a, an Academy Award nominated actress. Um, so, you know, she, she nailed it, you know, in one take, in one day. Um, and I think it, it took someone who was a trained actor to um, to really do 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 that justice. I think so. Yeah, she's she was great. It was really amazing. What do you think if you had to say, what do you think made your mom a cultural icon to the rest of the world and a fashion icon too? kind of? <laughs> um, well, I think it's just different for, for different people. Um, but there was so much about my mom that people can relate to for, for various reasons. I think um, she was very relatable in the sense that she was very natural. She was just being herself, which was quite rare. You know, it is rare in the music industry, but she was being herself but at the same time she was creating this character. So there's a, you know, contradiction there. But um, I don't know, I think a lot of people related to her because she was a woman. A lot of people related to her because she was, she was a teenager, you know, so she, she, she kind of um, had a very young following at the time and still does, still kind of 
there's still you know very young people are, are kind of drawn to my mum and um and because she was a woman of color and um and then I think that the fashion is a large part of the attraction you know the things that she wore um very unique style I don't think there was anyone else like that at the time and um I think you know you you couldn't miss her and people were just drawn to her yeah, I mean, I can definitely point out people who copied her later in life, but like, I don't know of anybody who dressed like that. She totally had her own style and everything. Another thing I thought was cool, it was interesting because I've never seen a lot of the footage, especially the interviews. And I thought it was really interesting the way the male interviewers talked to her. It was yeah. almost like they were talking down, like, like, you're just a dumb kid, you know, and but I love her honest reaction, like her eyes. Like she would just look at me like, that's the dumbest question anyone's ever, you really want me to answer this question. <laughs> that was so cool. How much footage did you, did you go through to find all this? Um, we went through a lot of footage and, and, you know, there is, there's a reasonable amount of footage out there, but not too much. So it was, it was a challenge um, to, you know, we wanted to find absolutely as much as we could. So we pretty much everything that exists, we, we put in, we put in the film and there were some great interviews that she did um, back in the day for, for various um, British TV, TV shows at the time. Um, and you're right. The, the, uh, the interviewers, you know, some of those interviews are so awkward to watch um, and the interviewers seem so tone deaf, you know, but it's um, sadly not much has changed. You still see that, don't you? With um, Especially with, with young women being interviewed, um, always they, like there's this kind of sexist, reductive kind of, you know, line of questioning that they can't seem to escape. So we really wanted to hi highlight that in the film. That was, that was, you did a really good job of highlighting that. I was just watching, there was some that I was just cringing for the interview. Yeah. Did you even think before you asked that question? You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was really, but also like I was saying, I love her reactions. Yeah, and, and you're right. It's like today when when young women get asked about their bodies, when they're there yeah. to talk about a movie, it's like, what does this have to do with anything? Exactly, yeah. 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 Or they ask, get asked about relationships, you know, or, you know. <laughs> yeah, like dating, or, it's like, wait, what? I'm like, I'm here to talk about this thing I made. <laughs> like, no, absolutely. Was it was it hard on you to go back to India? Because I know that was, you know, a special place for your mom. And, you know, that's where you and that's where you spread her ashes and everything. Yeah, it wasn't hard. Um, I love India. It, I had been before. Actually, I went with my mom when I was um, about 19, um, but to a different part of India, to the south. Um, and we had a fantastic time there together. So, yeah, I mean, I grew up in the Hare Krishna movement, so um, you know, India, like I, I always felt a connection to, to India and I feel quite at home in the country. Um, and, you know, going there when I took my mum's ashes was um, just, you know, it was like a, a life changing experience. Definitely not one that I would forget, but overall, like very positive. Yeah, I could. It was really cool to kind of get to be a part of that just, you know, by watching the movie. My my mom and I like when we I'm, when we spread our dad my dad's ashes we waited I think like ten years before we were ready to do it and then we hiked up to the top of Elephant Mountain but it was so cool that you let the cameras come with you so it's like we're in this very private it felt like a very private moment that we got to see like I yeah. really like that yeah it's a, it's a really great moment in 
in the in the film and um it was just me and and the um the DOP um like just the two of us made it to India um so it was quite you know I could I could almost forget that there was anyone else there because um, it was just one one person <laughs> not like a whole crew not not at all yeah. Not at all. And he's he's such a, an amazing um, um, like filmmaker himself. And, um, you know, so just just by himself, he did a fantastic job there with the footage. Um, it's beautiful. The India India shots. Absolutely beautiful. I've also been thinking a lot about mental illness lately. Like, you know, I suffered from addiction and depression when I was younger and um it's like, it's, it's becoming more acceptable to talk about it now. Like I knew those certain things about, about your mom, just from, you know, biographies, just knowing that, but I really, really liked just the sharing of it. And, and I forget, I think it was one of the band members from X-Ray Specs who said, I didn't notice, yeah. I should have noticed. And I didn't, Is it like, when you look back at this footage, could you kind of see it unraveling a little bit? Like, could you see her? going through the stuff that she ended up going through? Yes, definitely. There was, um, we used a fair bit of footage from an, a documentary that was made in 1979. It was a, an arena documentary called Who is Polystyrene? It was a BBC 30 minutes um, film, really beautiful film. And um, that was at the end of, of X-Ray Spec. So it was just before she left the band. And so you can see when you compare that footage of her, uh, to early interviews that she did, you really see that she's a completely different person. Um, you know, she's a lot more introspective. She's um, a lot more um, jaded. You know, she's already jaded at the age of 20, you know, 21. So that's kind of, you know, it's quite hard to watch that, um, that transition, that, pro you know, how she changes so much. Yeah, and I, I, one thing, and I always felt because I told the, the issues that I used to have when I was younger, I've always felt like if I lived in New York, that city would eat me alive. Yeah. It's really interesting that you kind of cast New York as the place where it all started to kind of spiral downwards. Yeah. Um, what was it like being in the environment as you're talking about it in New York? I mean, New York is an amazing city and it just has such an electric energy. I think, you know, and my mum had a, it's not, it wasn't all bad in New York. Um, you know, it was very exciting. It's, it's, the, it's the contrast, you know, like very, very highs, you know, high highs and, and low lows. Um, and that was what she was going through in New York. And I, I got that sense, you know, as well, even today, it's, it's changed a lot. It's very gentrified and it's, you know, a lot more sparkly, than when my mum was there, <laughs> but um, you still get that that kind of energy, that sort of uh, contradictory energy of, of, it's like very vibrant and it's like just life itself. But at the same time, there's, you, can, you can sense the tension and the, you know, the darker underbelly of the city. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's any place I would unravel, I think it would be, I think it'd be New York City if I lived there. Yeah. Although I love the place to visit. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. This has been great. I've, I've wanted to see this movie like since I started reading about it forever ago. I'm I'm honored to, to have this on the show. So thank you so much. And thank you for making it. Thank, thank you for having me. And um, yeah, we hope to release the film in the US properly soon. Um, so um, yeah. Everyone asked me that. Yeah, it will come out soon. We're just securing 
distribution at the moment. Everyone I know wants to. So thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you so much. Thank you. Take care. Thanks so much to Celeste Bell and South by Southwest. It was just announced that polystyrene, I am a cliche, will be at the San Francisco Film Festival. I'm so excited. I could watch this movie a million times. You guys check it out if you're a fan of punk rock. Tune in next time where we continue South by Southwest film coverage with the Oxy Kingpins. Oh my God, you're going to want to hear this. If you want to be on the show or you know anyone who should be on the show, please contact us. The email is radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's go-toproductions.com. You can also call or text 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio. And on all the socials, it's at Radio Rehab Dana, D-A-Y-N-A. Thank you for listening. Keep coming back.